Welcome to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin Solomon, Senior Rabbi of Congregation Beth Hillel in Roswell, Georgia. Beth Hillel is one of the largest Messianic Jewish synagogues in the world and provides a place where Jewish people can find the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus in Hebrew, and retain their Jewishness. It's also where Gentiles worship and embrace the roots of the faith in drawing closer to God. Click the link in the description to support this ministry or to view our YouTube channel. Let's join Rabbi Kevin now as he shares this word from Scripture. I'm going to start in the book of Daniel, y'all, the book of Daniel. One of our service leaders' his, uh, name is Daniel, Daniel ben David. Daniel prophesies. Uh, the prophet Daniel, Daniel was an amazing uh, person in the scriptures. Uh, Ron, no question about that. Daniel was an amazing, uh, did amazing things, amazing man of God, amazing prayer warrior, but also a prophet also. And he prophesies in Daniel chapter 11 of a king that will come into Jerusalem and he will desecrate things there. So he's prophesying about some bad stuff that's going to happen in, in Israel and in Jerusalem uh, and, uh, and in, if you will, kind of like the believing world effectively. And what does he say in Daniel chapter 11, verse 31? Daniel says, actually the Lord through Daniel says that about this king, his forces will rise up and profane the fortified temple. They will stop the daily offering and will set up the abomination of desolation. With smooth words, he will seduce those who act wickedly against the covenant. But the people who know their God will stand strong and prevail. Ooh, man, that's an ominous word, man. But it's, a, but it's a, an encouraging word at the end. And, and to a certain extent, a little bit, that's what I've got for you today. Uh, you know, speaking of this prophecy, all that's talked about in, in, in such uh, very visceral and uh, descriptive words, the abomination of desolation, many people believe that this prophecy is about Antiochus. Of course, we know him because we just had Hanukkah. Antiochus, who uh, set himself up a statue of Zeus in the temple. Some believe that the prophecy also foreshadows the destruction of Jerusalem in 70 AD by the Romans. And some, of course, also relate this to the final destruction in the end times, an end time prophecy. But regardless of the precise timing of this, and I think it can relate to more than one of those, as believers, we have to pay attention to how we should react to such calamity, right? Because he's describing this calamitous, ungodly thing that's going to happen and this horrific thing that's going to happen. And, and, and we who, who love God and people who know their God have to stand strong and prevail. 
Ooh, that's what we need to do. That's a very, very powerful word. Can you see just a, just a sconce as to how that relates to today? I really think it does. I'm going to tell you, fair warning. Warning, Will Robinson. Warning, warning. Some of you remember Robot from the original Lost in Space. <laughs> that, that could be a meme, what I just did. I, I know it could. <laughs> May, may it could. Wow, you're a good drummer. Wow, she's a great drummer. But you know, you know how the, the, the robot just uh, flapped its arms all over the place? You can watch it on YouTube. Fair warning, this is an intense message. I gotta, I, I'm going to tell you straight. I, to, I talked to Rebitson uh, today, and I said, wow, uh, whew, boy, this, this is kind of an intense message. I'm thinking end of year, beginning of the year. It's like, oh, man, I, I'm really, and it's like, hey, listen. It's, this is what the Lord gave you. You, you, you know, teach and preach it strongly and well. Amen and amen and amen. So, but fair warning. And also hear me on this too. Much of what I'm going to share with you today is really directed to our society and the body of believers worldwide. I, I really think that our mishpacha in particular on the whole has handled things, especially in this pandemic season that we've been in, with great grace and strength. So as I share a number of these things with you, because these things are things that, these are observations, and these are more, Evelyn, these are more global observations, right? Things that I'm seeing on, in a big picture way, in particular relative to everything that's been going on in the world and the body of Messiah in particularly, and how it relates. Everything going on in the world and the body of Messiah. So it's not so specific about our own congregation or about any of you. So trust me, it's, anything I share today is not directed to anybody. Is he talking to me? I'm, trust me, I'm not. Okay, or, or anybody online either way. Okay, no. No, this is just something, but I do think that this is a message that you may want to forward out. You know, you, uh, on YouTube, you can, uh, you can send it to people. And, and perhaps, you know, we, we haven't sent... This is a message I think that the body of Messiah in general needs to hear, especially in this particular season that we're in and everything that's going on, okay? So again, hear me, not so much directed to us in particular, although I do think that all of us, no matter kind of what side of the, the divide you're on in, in, in the world today, all of us need this. And I say us, all of us need this to a greater or lesser extent. But I really want it to minister and to bless you. Okay, first of all, I have to tell you, man, I am like over this pandemic. I don't know about you, man. Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? You know, this is like, <laughs> it reminds me. Wow, I, that's a, it's something just came to mind. I don't even know if I should tell the story. Sometimes when things just pop in your head like that, you're like, maybe you shouldn't tell that story. Well, so much for that. Uh, I, was, I was at a hotel one time, and, 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 and I was there, and, and, and I was about to get into bed, and I saw this gigantic roach come, come out. This is a big roach. It was big. It was big. I mean, big. Like, uh, like you know, Empire State Building big. I mean, it was, it's real. and I'm like, oh, man. And right when I went after it, it you know how fast they are. Those guys are fast. It went right under the bed. Oh, no, right under the bed. You've got to be kidding me. It went right under the bed. And uh, long story, uh, long story short, you know, how do you go to bed when, when, a, when a gigantor, 
like that goes right under your bed. You, you know, how do you, because it was time to go to sleep. I really needed to go to sleep, but that was right at that moment, Christina. It's like, what am I going to do? And it's like, I got to wait for that guy to come out, you know, and I, I tried to kind of flash a light or dig around. I couldn't get the guy to, I, I didn't know. And I'm like, I got to wait for this guy. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, that, that thing could eat me. And so I'm out there, and by, by the time, it was like an hour, I'm, I'm just like, this is ridiculous. I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, you're just so exhausted, and you're thinking, this thing was, though, I mean, it was gadol. And, uh, and so finally, poof, there it started, this about an hour later, a lot, boom, there it started to come. You know, it came out from behind the bed, and I'm like, oh, 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 there it is, there it is, there it is. And, and, and all, all, all due respect to all you uh, you know, people for the advocacy of roaches, uh, but uh, <laughs> no disrespect. I mean, I, I love uh, God's creatures, but this one did not belong in my hotel room, okay? Uh, and so then I, I, I jumped out when I saw it, and, and I did something that uh, I saw once in uh, a Bruce Lee movie. <laughs> I went... And I, I was younger at the time, and I jumped and <laughs> stepped on it. Then moved, to, moved away, feeling quite proud of myself, Mitch. This is not in my script, y'all. I'm so sorry. Listen, just pray for me. And, uh, and I was like relieved. And then after full four, I'm not a small person. I'm a big guy. As I walked away, I saw it start to move again. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Oh my God. Oh my God. All my entire weight was on this thing. How was the thing still moving? I mean, I was freaking out. It was like, you've got to be kidding me. I, was like, I did the Bruce Lee thing on it. How in the world could it be? And I'm like, oh my gosh, what is this? Is, you know, is, is this a, a spirit? And so, and so then I gave it another that finally took it out there. But I got to tell you, it, it was a sense of, of, of frustration and relief that it was just like, oh my gosh, you just like, is this thing ever going to die? Is this thing ever going to die? I'm kind of, I'm kind of starting to feel like that about this, you know, about the virus. I know that Omicron is not uh, perhaps but at, at the same level as Delta, but man, the spreadability of this thing is just out the roof. Oh my gosh! And if you look at the numbers in Georgia, it's just unbelievable. I am like over this pandemic, and I, and what I mean by that is I'm just so very tired of it. And I'm sure that all of you are as well. And it's always so interesting because inevitably there's some people who tend to seem to thrive in the midst of stuff like this. Have you noticed this? Some people, and, and God bless them, maybe some of you are, are those people. And taking nothing away from that, you know, some people are like, Rabbi, I'm just really enjoying my pandemic's been great to me. I've done really well. Good for you. Hey, listen, I say, God bless you. That's wonderful. Most are, are not thriving quite as much, or most, even if for some things are going okay, it just seems like right when we're starting to get back to normal a little bit, then boom, you know, it's, 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 it's you know, felt like that to a certain extent. And, and friends, we need to be in prayer. We need to pray for our country, don't we? Really, we really do. We need to pray for our country. We need to pray for those we certainly need to pray for those who are afflicted with the virus. I know that in Georgia, the last seven days, the hospitalizations have doubled and such. And we need to pray for those who are sick, no doubt. You know, Lord, please heal them. Heal anybody with 
with the Omicron or, or Delta or any of the, the virus or for anything else for that matter, for sure. But also, friends, we need to pray. Okay, now I'm starting to go big picture on you here. We need to pray for an entire country that is suffering from PTSD right now. Our whole country is suffering from PTSD. And, and, and you know, PTSD stands for post-traumatic stress. It's really, we're not, right we're in the middle of, of, of kind of getting over this post-trauma. There's more trauma. There's more stress. Right in the middle of trying to recover from PTSD, there's more T. There's more trauma, if you will. Omicron, okay. As much as this is all true, the thing we have to focus even more on, my friends, is how we as people of faith respond to all this. See, that's what we really need to be, ooh, that was strong, laser focused on. That's what we need to be laser focused on, right? Is how we as people of faith are going to respond to all of this. Now, when I say respond, I am not talking about how we respond politically. That is not what I'm talking about. That is, that is not the point. How do we respond as the body of Messiah with each other and toward God? Because, beloved, it struck me the other day. Ooh, and I was thinking about this. And, 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 and Jack, you're, you're going to totally relate and understand exactly what I'm talking about with this. As, as I was thinking about this pandemic, and gosh, it's gone on years, and it's been, you know, it's, it's, it's been bad. It's, it's caused lots of death and, and suffering, and just people frustrated, ang upset, angry, d division, all this stuff. It, it strikes me that this pandemic has been a very small dress rehearsal. You know exactly what I'm talking about. This that we're in right now, friends, is a practice for what is to come. Matthew chapter 24, if you'd like to turn with me, I'm going to stay pretty much the rest of my message in Matthew chapter 24. In Matthew chapter 24, Yeshua gives a long and very detailed prophecy. Yeshua himself, the Messiah himself, gives a long, detailed prophecy of a horrible time to come. And this prophecy that Yeshua gives in Matthew chapter 24, some see this fulfilled in part during the great revolt with the destruction of the temple and of Jerusalem. And, and when I read what Yeshua says in relation to what happened in 70 AD, it strikes me as true. I think there's some truth to the fact that this prophecy is in part about that but not in its fullness, because the extent to which Yeshua speaks clearly also reveals he is speaking of the end of days, the time right before Yeshua is going to return. The Messiah, the Moshiach, is going to return here onto earth. So I want for us, with that context in mind, I want for us to listen to some of what the Messiah says. These are, if you will, the signs of the times, the signs of things that will happen um, fairly immediately preceding the return of Yeshua. Matthew chapter 24, verse 3. 
As he, being Yeshua, was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us when these things will happen. What will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Okay, so the disciples are asking Yeshua, tell us, give us a prophecy, give us a hint, give us forewarning. What are some of the signs of the times, of the end times, and what's going to happen right before you return? Let's skip to verse 6. Yeshua says this, you will hear, Yeshua says, these are part of the signs, you will hear wars. You'll hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you're not alarmed, for this must happen, but it is not yet the end. For a nation will rise up against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. But all these things are only the beginning of birth pains. Then they will hand you over to persecution and will kill you. You will be hated by all the nations because of my name. Ooh, boy, watch out. That's some serious stuff, y'all. That is not easy. Yeshua is warning of great cataclysmic disasters that are to come, right? That's what Yeshua so clearly is talking about here. But he tells us, don't be alarmed when they first come. Don't be surprised. Don't be alarmed, meaning don't be surprised. Don't freak out when when you start to see these things because I'm giving you fair warning. These things are gonna come, especially right before I return. Cataclysmic stuff, famine and and persecution of believers. Mm. Other such things, earthquakes, wars, rumors of war. But then he continues, verse 10. And then... Many, okay, what happens when all this heat comes, if you will, under the earth? He says, and then many will fall away and will betray one another and hate one another. Many false prophets will arise and lead many astray because lawlessness will multiply. The love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. Do you hear what Yeshua is saying right here, beloved? Beloved, we hear Yeshua telling us that in the end, in the end, it will be really bad. It It will be really bad in the end. And in particular, those who are people who claim to be of faith will fall away. Many of those who claim faith even will fall away. Hate will replace love. And we are being told here that we have to endure till the end. The race, the race that we are in, friends, requires endurance. And in the harshest of conditions, endurance. This is some, this is some hard stuff that, that, that these people of faith are going to have to, to go through. But yet we see there's going to be this division 
Even amongst people who claim faith, right, Michael? There's going to be this division, this clash, this clash. People will fall away, betray one another, hate one another. The, the, the love will grow cold. Hello, hello. Yeshua continues, verse 15. So, he says, when you see the abomination of desolation, which was spoken of through Daniel the prophet, standing in the holy place, let the reader understand, then those in Judea must flee to the mountains. The one on the roof must not go back down to take what is in his house. And the one in the field must not return back to get his coat. Woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babies in those days. Pray that your escape will not happen in winter or on Shabbat. For then there will be great trouble, such as not, has not happened since the beginning of the world until now, nor ever will. And unless those days were cut short, no one would be delivered. But for the sake of the chosen, those days will be cut short. I have in my notes, yikes, what a fun message, Rabbi. What a fun New Year's message, Rabbi. Now, friends, whereas there are clearly signs that this is for the Jewish people of his day to escape before Rome destroyed Jerusalem, it's also clearly speaking of the end of days before Yeshua's return. Clearly. And I want you to just to feel in, in the, the, the words that Yeshua was telling, how brutal things are going to be. Things are going to be brutal. Yeshua says, woe to those who are in this time. It's going to be really, really hard here. Verse 24 for false messiahs, Yeshua continues, for false messiahs and false prophets will rise up and show great signs and wonders so as to lead astray, if possible, even the chosen. We see here that those in the house of faith are not immune to falling away from the truth, from having our love grow cold, from betraying one another. Friends, let me put it this way. You think COVID is bad. COVID is nothing. COVID is nothing. COVID is easy peasy. It's nothing. Have you read Revelation chapter 16? Read Revelation chapter 16. Compare it to, to what we've been going through with COVID. COVID is nothing. Brothers and sisters, we have to have something within us that is much more resolute than that which we see among many today who claim to have faith. I'm talking to believers here. You see people who claim to have faith, and, and what, what's up with that? Where, where, are, where is their faith? We have to endure to the end, is what the scriptures tell us, right? Endure to the end. Friends, endure to the end 
means not to fall away and slack off in our passion and dedication to God because we are afraid of a virus, but also endure to the end means that we do not fall away and slack off in our passion and dedication to God to defend our personal freedoms and to protest governmental intrusion into our lives. Neither side should diminish our passion for serving God. Endure to the end means to have our love for others stay strong regardless of their political leanings or their errors or if they wear a mask or don't wear a mask or if they get vaccinated or they don't get vaccinated. I'm not saying that some of these things are not important or aren't. I'm saying that they're not nearly as important. Endure to the end means to be loyal to one another and to lock arms and say, I'm with you. Even if you don't agree on everything. This is the attitude we all as a country and especially us as a body of believers needs. This is what we need, friends, and it's, it's woefully not as present in the body of believers as it should be. Beloved, this pandemic has been in part a practice of what is to come, a practice. And from the look of things, some have been found wanting. Division, judgmentalism, hate, bitterness, disloyalty, arrogance, insensitivity, these things should not be a part of our identity as a believer, period. If I'm a coach, and this is practice, the body of Messiah has not had a good practice. We have to represent Yeshua to a lost and dying world that needs a savior. Because when things get bad, and I'm not talking about COVID bad. I'm talking cataclysmically bad. How will you be? Guess what? If you ask any coach of any major sport, they'll tell you, you play like you practice. We all need to regularly examine ourselves to determine what is inside us and what does not belong. Because all of us, truly, on both sides of these issues, oh, get ready, I'm going to say this. All of us, truly, on both sides of these issues have been guilty of judging and holding ought against those who disagree with us. I'm not saying that we all need to agree on everything. And truth matters for sure. And we want to preserve life, no doubt. But the weightier matters of the law are justice, mercy, and faithfulness. And again, I think that we, as a kahilah, as a congregation, Beth Hillel, 
I think that we've done better than most. From what I can see, thank you for that. <laughs> Sophia, I, I, I agree. I think that when I look at our congregation and, the, and the, the discourse and the dialogue between our congregation, even though our congregation has people who, believes, who believe and are on very different sides of, of, of different issues, yet I still have sensed a great amount of love between each other. Thank God, not all places are like that. This thing has absolutely split congregations, caused the collapse of congregations. You can understand it. Families, split up families. What a tragedy that that is. So for many of you, this is a reminder and an encouragement to stay strong and to stay focused. Don't waver to the left or to the right. Stay the course. Because what the world needs is Yeshua. At the same time, we should always be self-examining to determine, look, no matter what, don't, don't think of somebody else that needs to hear this message. Think of yourself. Think of yourself that needs to hear this message. Lord, open my eyes to ways that I've done this some, Lord. Oh, Lord, help me, oh God. Because at the end of the apocalyptic events, what happens? We see this, Matthew 24. At the end of all this stuff, all this cataclysmic stuff that happens in the world, and how people turn on each other and, 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 and hate replaces love and, and people fall away from the faith. At the end of all this, but, but, but yet those who are truly, we have to stand strong, right, Gary? And, and at the end of that, what happens? Verse 29. But immediately after the trouble of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will fall from heaven and the powers of heaven will be shaken. Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven and then all the tribes of the land will mourn and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. He will send out his angels with a great shofar and they will gather together his chosen from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. Oof, yeah, yeah, amen, it's right. Ooh, man, I tell you what, when I, was, when I was writing this message, Mitch, it was like, man, just get me to verse 29. Get me to verse 29, Lord. I was, I was working on this message like, oh, Lord, man, I got to get to verse 29 because I'm not having so much fun in the verses previous, honestly. Oh, Lord, get me to verse 29. Oh, wow, Yeshua to the rescue. Yeah, yeah, that's a... The, the, the cavalry from Calvary, all right? I don't know. <laughs> he will take us, and, and we will forever be with the Lord. Uh, you know, Baruch Hashem, amen? He is our hope. Man, I look forward to that day. I really do. But will we be ready? See, that's the question. Will you be ready? Will we be the faithful servant that is ready for his master's return? See, in order to do this, we have to, been, we have to begin conditioning ourselves to be ready. And especially with what we've just had and happened with this pandemic and what is continuing to, to happen here, we have to love more. We have to worship more. We have to practice harder. We can't just cruise along. 
This pandemic has brought out the worst in many people. Purpose in your heart that you will not be counted among them. Purpose in your heart that in 2022 you will seek the best in other people. Oh, let me say that again, brothers and sisters. Purpose in your heart that in 2022 you will seek the best in others. Purpose in your heart that you will show compassion and understanding. Purpose in your heart that you will show the love of Yeshua. Purpose in your heart in 2022 that you will even find joy. Even. (laughs) Because as the world devolves more and more, we will rehearse this script more and more. How will we handle it? The title of my message today is practice. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. Let's bow our heads. I want to ask if there's anybody who's here today who's never said a prayer to receive Yeshua into your heart. If you've never said a prayer to receive Yeshua as your Messiah, but you'd like to today, raise your hand and we'll pray. If you've never said that prayer to receive Yeshua as your Messiah, just wave your hand and we'll pray together. Yeah, and maybe you're watching online. If you've never said that prayer to commit your life to God, boy, this is, this is the time to do it. Repeat this simple prayer after me, and the Lord will touch you. Say, dear God, I humble myself before you. I ask Yeshua to come into my heart. I believe he's risen again sitting at your right hand. Please forgive me of my sins. I'm sorry, God. I'll live the rest of my days for you. Thank you in Yeshua's name. If you said that prayer for the first time, please send us an email. We want to celebrate with you what the Lord has done in your life. And I want to pray for all of us as a congregation, all of you who are here, all of you who are watching from wherever you're watching at home or wherever, everyone listening in the podcast. I want to uh, uh, lift up a prayer for all of us, right, so that we can be more like what we need to be in preparation for what is to come. Man, I'm praying for, for, a re- for relief. I really am. I'm praying for good times to come. But at the same time, when times are tough, that's when the rubber hits the road, you know? Rabbi E used to say, when people's skin gets scratched a little, that's when you really see what's underneath, right? Lord, in the name of Yeshua, I pray for our congregation. Lord, I thank you. I thank you that our congregation has retained, and from my perspective, relative to other places, it seems like that we've retained more a sense of love and community and mishpacha. And I thank you for that, God. I don't take that for granted. That being said, we're far from perfect, Lord. I pray for our congregation, for each of us, Uh, not even as a whole, but individually. I pray for each of us as we combine for the the whole. I pray that each of us, Lord, has, has more of that sense of love. Lord, I pray that our love doesn't grow cold. Lord, I pray that we don't turn to hate one another. I pray that we don't turn to be disloyal to one another. I pray, Lord, that we love one another and others, even people who don't necessarily agree with us, even people who are right and people who are wrong. Lord, it's not that that's unimportant, but what's more important is that we love them, Lord God. You love them. In, in, in the, in, 
uh, in a million years, we're not going to be talking about the pandemic. <laughs> but we are going to be talking about who's with us up in heaven, Lord, and celebrating. Thank you, Lord God. Lord, I pray for us and our perspective in this way. I thank you, Lord God, for this. Lord, we bless you. In Yeshua's name, Lord, I thank you for these things. Amen and amen. You just enjoy. Have a wonderful 2022, everybody. I just pray blessings upon you and that the Lord touches you all. Yes, let's give the Lord praise, shall we? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Woo. Thank you, Lord. We made it through 2021, and we got a good 2022 coming in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin. Please like, subscribe, and share this link with a friend. We would be grateful to receive your tax-deductible gift to further the good news of Messiah Yeshua. To make a contribution, please click on the PayPal link in the description. Also, to view our regular services, click the link in the description for our YouTube channel. If you would like more information about Yeshua the Messiah or how you can become part of our Bethlehem family, please visit our website at www.bethlehem.org. That's B-E-T-H-H-A-L-L-E-L.org. Or call 770-641-3000. If you are in the metro Atlanta area, please visit us for an Arab Shabbat service, Friday nights at 8 o'clock, or Shabbat services, Saturday mornings at 11. God bless and Shalom. Nine, nine, nine.